offset eye. They move you a huge check to the right. They wind it back. Great block by huge check. to the left inside the 35. Chest high step. Oh, he got block. it. his block. Scored. Blocked it to Winovich who catches. Runs into the end zone. Yes. Touchdown. Patriots. Special team score again. Michigan man. I told you don't cut his hair. Let that spirit go, baby. That was the voice of Scott Zolak. Whenever the Patriots do well, that maniac is yelling and screaming. Hey, everybody, this is TSN 4 Downs right here on TSN 1050. I'm Matthew Cause. That is Aaron Karolnik. Yo, Matthew, what's going on? How are you doing, my friend? Amazing. Great to be here with you, our producer, Arad. Yeah. An all-star team of talent. For four downs this week. Absolutely. And a shout out to our boy, Andy McNamara, who is on to other things. A friend of ours always did a fantastic job on this show, on this airwaves. And speaking of Andy, when I think Andy, I think of Domino's because this show is brought to you by Domino's. Grab a delicious four topping pizza for just $12.99 tonight. Check out all the great carryout and delivery deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. I had it a couple nights ago for the Thursday nighter. I am a Giants fan. I needed every slice. It was, uh, it was mushroom and pepperoni. I'm a thin crust guy at Domino's. Yes. Yeah. It's- Delicious while simultaneously being somewhat health conscious. The calorie count, not excessive on the thin crust, of course but now. still maintains the delicious Domino's taste. That's what I did. And there's always a, a debate between the two. So a lot to get into in the show today. Uh, and from the Bleacher Report, or Bleacher Report, not the Bleacher Report, uh, Mike Tanier is going to join the show. We're going to get into a lot of the big issues in the week six. Um, a lot of places to start. Let's start with New England for a second. And... This is kind of what I want to talk to Mike about as well. You look at how good New England is, and I do wonder how much of it is their own, what they're doing versus just how bad so many teams are in the NFL. Well, you look at some of their competition so far this year. It has not been a murderer's row of NFL teams or NFL quarterbacks they've been opposing. You're talking about Washington. You're talking about, most recently, the New York Giants. You're talking about the Miami Dolphins. So... New England hasn't played a top-tier offense, not even close to one. Yeah. That being said, there's no way you can overlook certainly more of the defensive side, which has been so incredibly impressive. They're leading the NFL in almost every defensive category. In fact, their defense and special teams has recorded more touchdowns than the Jets and Dolphins' offenses combined. And those are two of the teams that New England has faced. Correct. And you're right. The defense has been great. I've, I haven't been impressed with Tom Brady. You know, you can see why he still wanted to keep Antonio Brown. Um, you know, their their targets are either getting injured or guys aren't getting open. The offense just hasn't been that impressive. Not at all. There's a lot of short passes to James White, Julian Edelman, certainly on Thursday night. And you wonder if Brady's maybe saving it for mm-hmm. the months of December and January. Yeah, that's a good point. He, uh, Tom Brady, if anyone knows how to conserve their body, 42-year-old fitness freak Tom Brady knows it better than anyone, and he's probably, he understands the methodologies behind preserving oneself for the important important weeks, and I think by the time the playoffs roll around, they'll probably have another offensive weapon by which to generate some offense. Well, just to add to that, um, what I'm curious about is weeks like 9 through 15, 
when New England is going to be facing Baltimore, they're going to be facing Kansas City, Philadelphia, Dallas. Like that schedule gets really hard for them um, once you get a little bit down the road. So I think you know if they're saving the offense, maybe they're saving it for that nine, week nine to fifteen stretch. And we saw Josh Gordon go down last night. It's certainly looking like a very small window that they have as far as. Their number of offensive weapons is not near as, nearly as extensive as years past. And I think maybe Gronk comes back. Maybe, well, Gronk, well, we saw Gronk on Thursday Night Football. He was Football, horrible. But Gronk has a certain charm about him he's that dumb. I really enjoy. Oh, he's dumb. There's he's no just, doubt about that. He's just dumb. But when he was talking about Julian Edelman as a squirrel, I don't know if you heard that. Oh, I did. Uh, some beautiful stuff there. Yeah. But Gronk, I think people almost forget, sure, Gronk was great in the playoffs last year, but in the regular season... He was an average tight end. Yeah. So if you expect Gronk to come back and save the Patriots' offense, you know I don't think it's going to happen. But keep in mind, this is a team with the third best point differential in yeah. NFL history through six weeks, so they're not struggling by any means. They're not. Maybe I'm just bitter. All right, we do it uh, for every show. It's time now for three and out. Let's get to first down. First down. And for first down, here is Bill Belichick talking about Daniel Jones and the Pats' defense. It's kind of an odd game, you know. Anytime you get three scores in the game that are non-offensive touchdowns, that's it's kind of a season's worth, and all happened in one game. So, you know, a couple of big plays for us on the block punt, on the fumble, scoop and score by Kyle. Um, you know, those are you know great, great plays, and you know we took advantage of those opportunities. I didn't play well by any means. I don't mean to confuse that, but I don't. Uh, I don't think it was overwhelming. I think it was just uh, bad plays, bad decisions. You know, the funny thing there is. Who sounded more depressed? The Giants rookie quarterback, Daniel Jones, or the head coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick? That's after winning by 21 points. Bill Belichick still sounds miserable. It just goes back to, again, it's week six. It's a garbage opponent that the Patriots up against. They don't care. Yeah. They're focused on one thing, and that's winning another ring. And everything else in between is irrelevant. For Daniel Jones, huge opportunity last night. Did not think he was particularly good at but, all. But hold on. There's a third string running back. No Evan Ingram. No uh, Shepard. Uh, that one great throw uh, a couple days ago, uh, Golden Tate. Um, you know, I mean, it's not like he, it's not exactly like he had a lot of weapons around him. Matt, take off your Phil Sims jersey I for a not. second. And underneath and... is a Jeff Hostetler jersey. <laughs> and I Boom, 1990 uh, I, It clearly was a, an amazing opportunity for Dale Jones on Thursday night. And mm-hmm. three interceptions. And you could say what you will about the Patriots' defense, which is clearly one of the best in the NFL, but I don't think Jones acquitted himself particularly well. And He wasn't great. He's lost a little bit of the luster that he yeah. had on that first game against Tampa. Danny Dimes! He threw one dime to Golden Tate, but aside from that, pretty mediocre performance. Alright, alright. Let's move Sorry, on. Buddy. Yeah, I'm going to put on my... Uh, no, I'm not going to do obscure Giants references. Can I give you the one stat that has blown my mind this week? The New England Patriots now, after beating the Giants, are 28-0 and at home against starting QBs under the age of 25 since 2001. 28-0. That's crazy. They don't, Belichick sees a young quarterback coming into his stadium and just salivating. He's so excited just to crush them, and he's done it time and time again. All right, let's move on to second down. Second down. Oh, I'm curious to hear this one, because Baker Mayfield is a year older, he's got more weapons around him, and he seems to be playing worse. Here's Greg Cassell talking about Baker Mayfield seeing ghosts. 
here's the result, and it's not all his fault, but the result is, to use the term we use, is he's seeing ghosts, he's not delivering the ball within the timing and structure of the called play, he's not comfortable right now, he's playing way too fast, he's not playing with the needed pocket poise and composure, and and he's totally out of rhythm. That's the result. There's many reasons, probably too many to discuss right now, but that's the result of what's going on with their offense, and I still don't believe they have a true offensive identity at this point. And again, Greg Cassell is a producer for NFL Films, co-author of NFL book, the, the Games That Changed the Game. The guy is great at breaking it down, and it's a good way to look at it. Um, Baker Mayfield, and he's gotten called out for this. How many times does he just start rolling out to his right when he's not even feeling pressure? It's, it's a weird regression. I mean, this was a guy who last year set the rookie record for touchdown passes. He had two-plus TDs in nine games. Against mostly bad teams. Against mostly bad teams, but you can't deny the effectiveness. And oh, the way no, he he's looked good. this year, it's like a different player. He's lost all the poise which went with what we saw in his first year. I don't know what's going on. Is it the coaching or is it... Squarely on the shoulders of Mayfield. I don't know. The weird thing is, is he, like, one of the reasons why Freddie Kitchens got the job is because of Baker Mayfield, because the two of them actually did well together when uh, Kitchens was the coordinator. So the quarterback stuck up for him, wanted him there, and, and just nothing is working. And the weirdest thing, and this is definitely, uh, we'll get to, uh, with Mike Tanier a little bit later in the show, uh, from Bleacher Report is they're not getting the ball downfield yeah. to Odell Beckham. That long touchdown that he scored against the Jets, that was like an eight-yard slant. It's so weird, and I have a very interesting stat, courtesy of NFL Next Gen Stats, that I want to read for you, Matt. Yeah. Last year, Mayfield competed, completed 49% of his passes thrown in tight windows. This year, he's down to 19%, Oof. worst in the NFL. So the passes that the accurate passes that he was able to make last year, for whatever reason, just aren't working the same this year. Very peculiar, and a tough matchup against the Seahawks this week, which we'll get into later as well. So move on now to third down. Third down. And this is from NFL Fantasy Live, the segment uh, called Call Me Crazy, where they give some crazy fantasy hot takes. Let's have a listen, and AK and I will comment on them. Time now for Call Me Crazy, but... Fabs? All right. Prediction? Call Me Crazy, but Kenyon Jake will have over 100 scrimmage yards against the Redskins. Running backs are averaging over 160 scrimmage yards per game against this defense, so I'd start Drake this week as a flex. Right. Call me crazy, but Tyler Boyd is going to finish this week as a top five fantasy receiver. Marlon Humphrey is playing extremely well, but Tyler Boyd runs the majority of his routes out of the slot, and that's where the Baltimore Ravens are kind of sneakishly getting burned. Get one, Marcus. Uh, Call me crazy, but Deshaun Watson will not be a top ten fantasy quarterback this week against Kansas City. I mean, look, teams are trying to run the ball on the Chiefs, mostly because they don't want to give the ball to Patrick Mahomes. Well, great. It's time to call me crazy. This happens back-to-back. Gardner Minshew, Kyler Murray will again finish his top fantasy wow. quarterbacks. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's out. My two guys are in. <laughs> Second time uh, in going, yeah. All right. Of those four, the one I want to handle real quick is um, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson taking on Kansas City. Not exactly a great defense. When Deshaun Watson's at his best is when he's not getting sacked. Last time against Atlanta, last week, first time he didn't get sacked. 426 yards, five touchdowns. Last year... The one game he didn't get sacked, he had five touchdowns in 20 pass attempts. Um, when he doesn't see a lot of rush, 
He puts up massive numbers. When he does see a lot of rush, he puts up a lot of numbers. The Chiefs don't have a good defense. Deshaun Watson's going to have a big game. There was a lot of criticism about the Houston Texans management when they made that Laramie Tunsil trade. Yeah. But that has worked out very well. It worked so out well last week, but earlier yeah. he, he, he was getting hit. You wonder if maybe they figured something out on the offensive line there. Yeah. For me, I love the Tyler Boyd as a top five wide receiver prediction. Ten plus targets yeah. in four of his five games. And Baltimore very susceptible to the deep ball this year. And it's hard really counting on Andy Dalton for much. But I think in this particular instance, it's a contrarian play. Tyler Boyd, a very wise investment in fantasy this week. If, uh, if he, though, is your number one receiver, That's then, a problem. then you are in a lot of trouble. All right, we got to take a break. Coming up in a moment, sophomore quarterbacks that are struggling. And Lamar Jackson, is he actually legit? Early on, we all wanted to crown him. I'm going to tell you why that was a mistake. That's Aaron Karolnik. I'm Matthew Cause. You are listening to TSN Four Downs right here on TSN Radio. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Everybody, you are listening at TSN Four Downs. I'm Matthew Cause. That is Aaron Karolnik. Shout out to TSN 1150 in Hamilton, Barton Street, on the hizzy. <laughs> and from TSN 1040 Vancouver, you wanted to talk about the Roxy there, AK? I don't know anything about Barton Street, but it's I guess great... your days back in McMaster. I, McMaster, yeah. Well, I'm more of a Hess Street guy and uh, and uh, those areas there. But yes, back in the day, I was uh, McMaster. Yeah, Vancouver, shout out to the Roxy, one of my favorite establishments in the entire world. Mm. Let's just say, I've had some times there. Yeah. 2014, we'll never forget. Five years thank you, ago. Thank you, the Roxy. Yep, so. I always thought you were more of a Queens guy than McMaster, Matt. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, McMaster is more of a pothead school than a drinking school. Mm. You're more of a drinker. So, I, so what you're saying is I'm, I'm more of an alcoholic than I am uh, a drug guy. Yes. You would be, you'd be correct. You'd yes. be uh, but a functional alcoholic at that. Um, a lot to get to in this segment as we uh, getting you set for the week that will be in the NFL. I want to start with Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar Jackson, we first got to know him at Louisville a little bit. Then when he got drafted... The one thing we all remember is Bill Polian coming out and saying he should move and be a receiver. And he got a lot of criticism for it. Lamar Jackson was not a great passer last year. But again, he's a rookie. And then we saw in the playoffs, he went like over two hours without completing a, pla- a pass against the Chargers. This year, he starts out on fire. He looked great. But it was against Miami, and it was against Arizona. Then the next three games against Kansas City, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh... He hasn't looked that good as a passer. And I wonder, like, I'll start with you, AK. Where are you now, just in terms of uh, Lamar Jackson as an NFL quarterback? So I think the Lamar Jackson conversation falls into the larger umbrella of a conversation surrounding young quarterbacks in the National Football League in that expectations for them are so high so quickly that oftentimes it's unfair to make determinations on them until year three, year four, year five. Good luck and, with that with Baker Mayfield. He's yeah, not getting that time. And, and the reality is with Lamar Jackson, and Matt is that he's the fourth youngest starting QB in the NFL. He's still a kid. He's younger than Mayfield, younger than Sam Darnold. So in spite of him being in his second year, we're expecting a lot out of him, and rightfully so. He's shown flashes, but against the higher quality opposition this year, 
the results have not been as expected. That being said, there's certainly a ton of positives that we can derive from his early season. I think you have to be optimistic about his ability going forward. I, I am optimistic, I, and I think he's going to be a very good quarterback. I just I found the phenomena interesting because he got off to this great start. I think everyone was rushing to crown him, and I think part of it was they didn't like the, cri- the, the criticism of him that he couldn't pass. And, I th- and some people were angry at Bill Polian, said a sort of coded language, oh, an African-American, oh, shouldn't be quarterback, should be a receiver. And then when he had success, I was like, see, Polian, you were wrong, you were wrong. And by the way, I don't think Polian's right, but first off, Polian is a very good executive for so long, so I'm not going to beat down on him. But you look at the Chiefs game. After the first TD drive, he did next to nothing until yeah. they were down by 17. Against Cleveland, his numbers were horrible until the fourth quarter. Against Pittsburgh, last week, sacked five times, threw three interceptions. And I think my bigger picture is, let's just calm down a little bit of Lamar on either way. And cannon of an arm. And just when you see, just the, the, way, the way he throws the ball with such force, it's incredible. I just think we need to relax a little bit. One thing with Lamar, and you see it with a lot of run-first QBs, I still don't think there's an offensive coordinator in this league that can call plays for a run-first QB. I know they have designed runs for him, but I still feel like he's running the same offense Joe Flacco was running. And I still don't know any one offensive coordinator who has made an offense specific to a run-first QB. Well, my, my one pushback there is... You know, in the draft, they did go after a bunch of fast wide receivers. They did start to try to tailor uh, make the offense to be a little bit more of a dangerous, uh, dangerous downfield attack, which certainly works into Lamar Jackson's uh, favor. And keep in mind, he was the last pick in the first round. Baltimore yep. traded up to get him, so this is not a top five overall That's a good player. Point. Clearly, there were warts in his game. There are warts in his game that he needs to resolve over time, and I expect him to be able to do so because he's an unbelievable athlete, and without doubt, he's one of the most fun guys to watch in the entire NFL. He's great. And I think that's another reason we expect so much from him because we see this, these flashes of brilliance. His ability to be so agile and to avoid tackles and look like the shiftiest player in the National Football League makes him so enticing to watch and so enticing to support. So I think to be cr- overly critical of him, it's, again, as I mentioned before, he's the fourth youngest starting QB in the NFL. Give him some time. And Baltimore certainly a contender, in my opinion, in the AFC, with Lamar under center as the season develops, I think that'll only continue the, to progress. The arm talent, you're right. The, the arm talent is there. Um, I think he, he will be a star. Give him some time. Much like Daniel Jones. Remember how we were just going totally. nuts? We were going nuts with him against Tampa. And then there's been regression. We certainly saw it uh, back on Thursday night uh, against New England. Not like he had a lot of weapons there. Um, same thing with Lamar Jackson. Week one, play Miami. Every quarterback looks good. I know you wanted uh, you want to talk a little bit about what I think for me the best matchup is Houston Kansas City. Oh, amazing! An over under of fifty five and a half points. <laughs> Vegas expects a shootout, and I can't wait to see what these two quarterbacks do against one another. In my opinion, two of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. You're talking about yeah. Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and it's kind of a a weird week for those two. Mahomes coming off his worst game in a very long time. The Chiefs only able to muster 13 points against the Colts. And Watson with five touchdown passes, more than 400 yards through the air. Will Fuller, what a game for him last week. Where do you see this game ending? Do you think it's going to live up to the hype as a scoring explosion, Matt? Usually it's not. Like when everyone's going one yeah. way, it kind of zigs the other. And by the way, once again, a big... Uh, a big shout-out to everyone who had Will Fuller on their bench last week. Oh, man. That's why fantasy football is both wonderful and horrible after he had over 200 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I'm hoping this is a great game. And 
Neither one of these teams are great defensively. Not at all. You know, Houston is 20th, Casey is 25th in yards allowed. Um, for me, it all comes down to will Deshaun Watson get protected? When he gets protection, he puts up massive numbers. And I know you can say that about every quarterback, but it's even more striking with him because he's been sacked like early this year, like six times, six times. Wasn't sacked at all against Atlanta. And 426 yards, five touchdowns. Um, I think, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson should have been the hero in that Monday nighter against the Saints until their defense allowed those cra- those r- couple ridiculous plays and uh, like a 58 yarder. Um, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Yeah. And what the Chiefs have done, I guess, previous to last week where they scored 25 points in 25 straight games, just mm-hmm. a unbelievable amount of consistency from that offense week to week. And I think they get back on track this week. Houston, not an imposing defense. In spite of what J.J. Watt and the pressure from that defensive line could bring, you're, you're seeing them get slightly healthier. Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins are getting healthier. And once they are at full strength, the Chiefs, Ooh. that's as imposing a, an offense as we've seen in the NFL in some time. Oh, a- absolutely. And by the way, one, and I know we, we're going to get to uh, the new award-winning radio segment in one second. Just one final thought about how weird Houston is. Scored 10 points against the Panthers. Then what we saw, uh, what they did against the Falcons. We want to get to it there, uh, AK? It's time for... Meaningful stats or meaningless number. All right. Very dramatic music. Hey, oh, and, and the, wait, and the wait, bed wait. cuts off. Oh, where's the bed? Oh. oh, we could have used a bed. We could have used a bed. You know what? The content is so good, Matt. We don't need a bed. Let's start with this. The New York Jets are averaging 13.5 yards per drive this season as a team. What? Christian McCaffrey oh is averaging 14.2 yards per drive by himself. Is that a meaningful stat or a meaningless number? That is a meaningful stat because of what Christian McCaffrey is doing. Uh, he's putting up numbers that the only other guy you can think of is Jim Brown uh, <laughs> when you look at the total yardage from him in the first five weeks. Obviously, it's a condemnation against the Jets, but they, uh, to be fair, they're on their third-string quarterback. Um, but uh, no, this, to me, is meaningful because it just speaks to the work that has been done by McCaffrey. Do you think there's any chance McCaffrey can sneak away with the MVP award? Like, How many wins would Carolina need to rack up for that to happen? They're going to have to get at least at least eleven. You know, I think at least eleven wins. It's hard because that trophy's become the quarterback trophy. Mm-hmm. And look at what Russell Wilson is doing in Seattle. When it's not like they got a lot of weapons. Tyler Lockett's never at a thousand yards. The other leading receiver is a rookie or a tight end that no one you know had heard of until about a week and Will Disley, whatever the hell his name yeah. is. So I I, I think it'd be difficult for McCaffrey um, to get it just because of the quarterbacks that are out there. Six running backs have won the MVP in the last 25 years. Last Names one was Adrian of, Peterson. Danian Tomlinson, Marshall Falk, yeah. um, amongst others. So it's happened. It's ha- but it's, it's rare. Like, and when Peterson did it, it was over 2,000 yards, yeah. uh, and the Vikings made it into the playoffs. So it would have to be pretty incredible. Yeah, I was going to say the common theme was they all carried their team on their back into the playoffs with mm-hmm. subpar QB play, which is a theme here with Christian McCaffrey. So there is a chance, but you're right, the QBs are frontrunners for sure. It's the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets this weekend in New Jersey, I suppose. And Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott has a 1-7 career record when the Cowboys have less than 80 rushing yards. Is that a meaningful stat or a meaningless number, Matt? 
It's a meaningless number for Dak Prescott's agent when he's discussing contract with Jerry Jones. <laughs> it's a very meaningful number for Jerry and his family. Absolutely, it's meaningful. Now listen, not every quarterback is going to be the Aaron Rodgers level of elite where when things are going on around them that aren't working, they can still lift a team for a win. Very few quarterbacks can do that. But that still shows you that Dak isn't in that list of guys that can get it done without a running game. The question for you becomes, do you pay him? Because, you know, what's the other option out there? Or do you go with the unknown? No, you pay him. Absolutely. You have to pay him. They gave all that. Why give all that money to Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah, no, it's why I never like the Giants drafting Saquon Barkley. Why go after or invest a lot in a running back unless you are close, you know, that you are a legit playoff team. So you, you sign him for all the money. They did all those other signings for defensive players, um, for the offensive line. So, no, you, you do what it takes to, to bring in Prescott. It's a no-brainer. The Dallas Cowboys are contenders for the Super Bowl, and so are the L.A. Rams. And the Rams are 8-0 when having more rest than its opponent under Sean McVay. Of course, the Rams played last Thursday. The 49ers played on Monday. Matthew, is that a meaningful stat or a meaningless number? That feels meaningless. Really? It, 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 it feels meaningless to me. Just I don't, I, Explain why it's meaningful. Well, I guess the premise being that when McVay has more time to prepare for an opponent, he wins. And certainly this would be an instance where 49ers on a short week... The Rams having more than ten days to prepare for forty for the Forty ers could be meaningful okay. in that respect. Okay, so yes, yeah, I was looking at it more from the physical side of it. You're looking at it more from just the coaching yes. and the game plan. I said, okay, I can, I can buy that. Certainly, there was a lot of talk about that when the Forty ers beat the uh, beat the Browns, just because of what Shan uh, what uh, what Shanahan can do uh, is doing there for the for San Francisco. Uh, one quick one, if we can fit it in. Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson have faced pressure on a similar number of drop dropbacks this year. Their passer rating while under pressure, not at all similar. Lamar, 99. Baker, 22.3. Is that a meaningful stat, Matt? It's a meaningful stat just on the Baker Mayfield side yeah. because it's one of the big stories right now. It's, just, it's early, but his, uh, his regression from last year. Excellent work by you, AK. All right, coming up next, senior football writer with Bleach Report, Mike Tanier, joining the show. That's coming up next. You are listening to TSN Four Downs on TSN 1050, 1150, 1040. This is Four Downs. This is TSN Four Downs on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Matthew Cause. That is Aaron Carroll. Hello. Hello. A reminder: This show brought to you by Domino's. Grab a delicious four-topping pizza for just twelve ninety-nine tonight. Check out all the great carryout and delivery deals at Domino's.ca. That's Domino's.ca. Joining us now from Bleacher Report, it is senior football writer Mike Tenere. Mike, thank you so much for joining the show. Ah, it's great to be here, and I'm feeling great today. I'm feeling better than your typical New England Patriots opponent feels, so uh, it's oh. a good Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, watching that game, was uh, that was a tough one as a uh, Giants fan. Let's, uh, let's stick with uh, New England. Um, how much of what you've seen, how much of it's a reflection of New England's excellence versus this is a condemnation of just how bad so many teams are in the NFL? If this were any other team in the NFL going through this schedule of games, yeah, I'd be shouting, you know, fraud, 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 let's wait and see, let's wait and see, let's wait and see. Yeah. 
Um, and I think a lot of people would. Um, but, you know, the Patriots get a benefit of the doubt, and they deserve a benefit of the doubt, because when you've been going 13-3 and three every year for years, you, you've, you've demonstrated that you're not a fraud, that you're not, that you're not somebody who's just beating up on opponents for the sake of it. That said, I think that there is a reality there that if you look at how the first half of that game went, that first half was tough. First half against Washington was tough. Whole game against Buffalo was tough. There are teams playing the Patriots tough, and then just the, the fact that they aren't very talented teams, that they're injury prone, they got rookie quarterbacks, et cetera, that's what comes back to haunt them. As you get into the later part of the schedule, I think that's when we're going to discover who the Patriots really are. But the thing is, by then, they might have already clinched a playoff berth. By the time they face the Eagles and Cowboys and the Chiefs later in the season, they might already be just, just trying to get home field advantage for the playoffs. Wait a minute, Mike. We're just getting word now. Yep, New England oh, no. has, has uh, made the playoffs and they're getting a first-round <laughs> bye. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I think that's what we're all waiting for. And we all wonder about New England's offense because it, it hasn't looked great, and part of it's just injuries and personnel issues. But weeks 9 through 15, Baltimore, Philly, Dallas, Houston and Kansas City. I think that's the time a lot of us are curious about what sort of offense will New England be rolling out then. Right. Their offensive line is banged up. We don't know who will be back by then. Their, their receiving core got a little more banged up last night. Tight end core is a mess. We don't know who's going to be on there. You know, Gronkowski's on TV, you know, jumping up and down saying, yeah, I'm keeping my, keeping my options open, you know, and everyone's thinking, oh, gosh, he's going to be back week 10 or whatever. Uh, so we have to look at all that. And you have to look at the, you know, we, we've been on Tom Brady uh, health watch or age watch or whatever you want to call it since 2009, since he got hurt, you know, 11 years ago. Uh, and it, what you do see a little of is that he, he is not necessarily nimble in the pocket anymore. I think his arm still looks fine, etc. He if you if you get him in the crosshairs, he's, he can't escape the rush like he used to. And you can't, you you combine that with a bad offensive line or a weak banged up offensive line, and there could be trouble against opponents like the Browns, I believe, in two and a half weeks. Against the Ravens, you usually have a good pass rush. Against the Eagles, who find ways to get you. Uh, against the Texans, and they JJ Watt, Whitney Merciless down the road away. Those are the games that we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Are these the Super Bowl Patriots? Or are this a, a a Patriots team that is just kind of getting by on the fact that their opponents stink. Mike Tanier, senior football writer at Bleacher Report, is with us on four downs. And Mike, I want to ask you about the Rams. A very weird start to the season for them. They've lost back-to-back games. Their offense is humming, but their defense, they've allowed 85 points in their last two outings. How do you view the Rams, and how do you view their matchup against the Niners this weekend? You know, I'm still trying to get a sense of this team. I, I think the talent is there. When you see that they put up 40 points on opponents, they put up 30 points on opponents, it, you can see the talent is there. But everything doesn't click right now. They get off to very cold starts. And I think early in the game, Jared Goff makes mistakes. That kind of leads the points on the other end. You also see defensive lapses. I, I think we saw some of that last year where Marcus Peters would have you know, an interception, a pass breakup, and then he'd give up two long touchdowns or, or in the opposite order, et cetera. So you know that the front-line talent is there. But there's that sense that maybe the things that were like magical the last year or two, the, the Sean McVay scheme that had everybody fooled, that doesn't have anybody fooled anymore. At Jared Goff, there's a book on him, and then if you can get through their line, and it's a good line, it's hard to get through. If you can get through that line, you can get to him. If you can neutralize Aaron Donald a little, you can pick on guys in the secondary. And all those things combine to make them more vulnerable than they look in the past. Now, I, don't, I still don't know about this 49ers team. I think they look great uh, on Monday night, but they didn't have to throw the ball downfield at all. They ran the ball, they, they ran screen passes, and they waited for the, the, the Browns to make mistakes. This is going to be a tough out for the Rams. If the Rams uh, get past that, that's breathing room. If not, then we learn a little bit about the Rams. And frankly, we should maybe start talking about the San Francisco 49ers then. Oh, we, ab- absolutely. And I thought the 49ers, yeah, they didn't go downfield, but wow, were they able to push around Cleveland's defense. Let's stick with the Browns yeah. for a second. 
we were uh, talking about it earlier in the show. It just seems strange with Baker Mayfield. He's a year older. He's got better receivers around him, and yet it feels like there's a regression going on in his game. What have you seen? Yeah, that's the thing I get. You know, and, and like I'll follow the Browns media and I'll follow Browns Sports Talk Radio, and everyone is blaming. Hold everybody on, wait. Else. How much are you enjoying it? Like, just how much are you enjoying the contrast between Browns media and Browns Sports Radio before Week One versus now? You know what? I, I don't because those guys had 15 years with nothing to crow about. So I didn't mind when they crowed a little bit more this this offseason. But yeah, that's it's good funny point. because because it's very bipolar. It's like we got to win. Hey, we proved who we are. We got a loss. Oh my god! Uh, let's blame uh, uh, Beckham. Let's blame Baker Mayfield. Let's blame the offensive line. Let's blame society. Whatever. Uh, but you know, when I see Mayfield, I see him holding the ball too long and leaving the pocket, usually rolling to the right before he has to. He's not seeing things downfield. He's not having faith in what he's seeing. And he's also drifty in the pocket. One of the things I mean by that is you're supposed to take a clean seven-step direct drop, maybe a step to the left, step to the right based on the protection. That's how things are supposed to go. You'll see him take like eight or nine steps and a step to the left or a step to the right, and he'll create pressure on himself. He'll make life easier for Nick Bosa or for, for Buckner or for somebody else to get him. So that's stuff that should have been coached out of him. How much of that is Freddie Kitchens overturning his staff and maybe not recognizing what he needs to do during a full off season in terms of getting a young quarterback ready? That might be part of it. How much of it is Baker maybe not being 100% with the program all the time? We know we love to talk about him, but maybe there's a little something to the idea that he's checking Instagram a little more than he should be. Uh, than he should be. <laughs> There might be a little bit of that as well. Bottom line is, it's got to get corrected. It's got to get corrected soon because that's a problem that can plague them all year long. Someone needs to check Baker's screen time on his iPhone. <laughs> oh, that's that's probably call. one of the most depressing metrics. I would watch that NFL show. Mine is alarming, <laughs> and I hope no one ever sees that number because I couldn't go out in public again. Uh, Mike, the Browns are hosting the Seattle Seahawks this week, and I've been so impressed with Russell Wilson, and how could you not be? You're talking about uh, through the Week 5 MVP discussion, something we love to discuss. How do you view the Seahawks, and how do you view Russell Wilson's chances to take home that honor? Well, when I, I view the Seahawks, I view Russell Wilson because he's doing so much of it single-handedly. So, yeah, he would be my MVP vote right now. And what I hope for this team is that it doesn't turn out to be another – you know, post Super Bowl Seahawks season where they wind up at around nine and seven or eight and eight, seven, nine, maybe 10 and six and lose a wild card game because they're asking so much of Russell Wilson and because, you know, they're just running the ball too much because that's their philosophy and they're, they're not giving him chances and then, you know, they fall behind in games they hope to win, hope to have him win by himself. Uh, their defense is not as good as it used to be. I hope this isn't a season where we're talking about, oh, it was a couple of missed tackles and a couple of big games and they lost them, you know, by uh, scores like 33-27 like they did to the Saints. So, uh, you know, I, I think that the, they, need to, they need to create something a situation where it's not all Russell Wilson, whether that means opening things up and getting their receivers more involved, maybe it's uh, some young players on defense stepping up. That's a very wide-open division. I hope that they come out of it. I hope they're in good shape. But you've got the 49ers playing well. You've got the Rams playing well. I'm not sold on the Seahawks right now so much as I'm sold on Russell Wilson. Yeah, and they're winning games by one, by two, by one points. Uh, yep. Mike, uh, as, we, uh, as we let you go, one of the games we're going to be talking about in a moment in the next segment is uh, Texans at Chiefs. This is Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. Um, to me, there's no, more, there, there's no game that's going to be more fun than this because you're seeing two of the best go at it. I was curious just uh, what you're looking for in that game. 
Yeah, the two of the best, but they're going to be a little shorthanded. We saw Mahomes shorthanded on Sunday night, and it's a different guy without Tyreek Hill, without some of the other weapons, without some of the guys on the line. And uh, Interestingly, Deshaun Watson has a few more guys now than he used to. Will Filler is healthy, so he's not just throwing the ball to Nuke Hopkins all the time. I think the running game looks a little bit better. Getting Laramie Tunzel, it was, it was too much. It was too expensive, but at least he's come in and stabilized things a little on the offensive line. So I'm curious, too. You know, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs to kind of make a statement here, maybe make a statement on defense and get this win, but it's two fascinating teams, two phenomenal young quarterbacks, and I'm kind of looking forward to the fireworks as much as anything else. All right, everybody, follow him at Mike Tanier. Uh, read his work at the Bleacher Report. Mike, thank you so much for joining the show today. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Take care and enjoy the, enjoy the games. Damn right. Senior football writer at Bleacher Report, uh, Aaron Karolnik. You gonna uh, you gonna tell the, the the listeners what you were giggling about? I, so Matt, we've worked together for a long time, many years, many years, many yeah, years. It's funny how that's uh, yeah all come full circle. Now yeah. we're sitting here together, yeah. and your kind of like your approach when you're a little bit unsure on how to pronounce someone's name is funny. You kind of like tense up. And I do. You kind of mumble through the name Mike Tanier. I shouldn't, but it's just like wait, Mike Tanier. Tanier. He's it's a easy. star in sports media. I know. He's a great writer. Love him. Yeah, um, great but, guest, great information. Now, by the way, yeah, I did. I, I felt like I was a little bad on his last name. Um, coming up, we're going to do our big three picks. You are Sergeant Spread for the morning show for first up. So, uh, are you ready to uh, make some winning picks? Always. That's what I do, and that's what I'll continue to do on Four Downs. All right, we're going to do that next. You're going to want to be listening. Take all the money you're going to put in your kid's college fund, and you're going to want to bet it on these games because Sergeant Spread's got the winning picks. That's coming up next. You are listening to TSN Four Downs right here on the TSN Radio Network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Welcome back, everybody. This is... Four Downs, TSN Four Downs on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Matthew Cause. That is Aaron Karolnik. AK, it is time as we are wrapping up the show. We're going to go through three games. Both you, me, and producer Rad will be making our picks. But you are Sergeant Spread, so this, this is all about you, buddy. Wow, what an honor. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> and Arad, we're going to kick it off with the Seahawks as one-and-a-half-point favorites in Cleveland to play the Browns. And here's my key stat in this one. Cleveland, 6-19-1 against the spread in their last 26 mm. against teams with winning records. And yes, the Browns are at home. I'm not a believer in the Cleveland Browns this year. There's clearly something off with Baker Mayfield in that offense. Far too much talent to play the way they've been playing. And Seattle, what can you say about them? Russell Wilson's been unbelievable this year, and I think they roll on the road in Cleveland. I, uh, I'll pick next, and then, uh, Arad, uh, you'll be the uh, final decider. I'm going the other way. I'm going to take Cleveland. I remember a good bounce back for them against Baltimore after they were embarrassed earlier in the year. Seattle's got to travel, you know, and just, you know, that cross-country th- sort of thing. And finally, when Seattle wins, they've been winning by one, by two, and by one point. Um, give me Cleveland. Give me the home dog. I'm going to agree with AK. I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. Get out of here. It's going to be a close game, like you said, but yes. I think Seahawks will win by three or five, something like that. Five, yeah, because that happens all the time. All the time, five. See, yeah. 
Seahawks play calling on offense is the most frustrating thing to me. You have Russell Wilson, but you take the ball out of his hands all the time. And I feel like they're going to go towards giving Russell Wilson the ball 35 times to throw, five times maybe to run. Because of that, I like the Seahawks on the road. Browns aren't that good at home, so give me Seahawks minus 1.5. What a fall from grace for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Like, has there ever been a more hyped team in sports? And and a lot of it was justifiable, the way they ended last season, certainly the talent they had in the offseason. But, and and, I mean, there's still time to turn it around, but their schedule's not getting any easier the next few weeks. They need to reel off a couple of wins here. They're going to be in a deep hole. Yeah, uh, listen, uh, poor Cleveland. Just Anyway, all right, next one. Let's move on to pick number two. It's the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Jets. Dallas is an eight-point favorite, and I am rolling with the Dallas Cowboys this week. I think this is an easy one. The Jets allowed ten sacks last week. Ten! Mm-hmm. How often does that happen in professional football? It happens Very rarely. extremely rarely. They can't protect their quarterback, and Sam Darnold returning from... The kissing flu. That's right. Is that what the kids call it, Matt? That's what the kids call it on the ground. His first game back from mononucleosis. He's been out for the entire season. He's been bedridden. And he's got to run up against the Dallas Cowboys, who will be pounding the rock with Zeke Elliott. I think a big bounce is... Big bounce back is coming from Dallas. Expect them to win by double digits. You know what? I'm going the other way. I'm wow. going with the home dog again. Um, I think the New York Jets, I think, A, they're good. They're going to be better with Darnold. Do you know why? Because they don't have the third string quarterback who I don't want to say his last name. How dare you disrespect Luke Falk? See, I'm not going to say that last name. <laughs> I, might get, I might get bleeped. Um, I'm going to take the points. Uh, Dallas, they've lost two in a row. They were down, what, like 31 to 3 to Green Bay? Yep. Really good teams don't get down by 28 points. Dak Prescott is throwing a lot of interceptions. I think it's going to be a close game. And again, give me the points. Give me the points for the, uh, the home dog. Once again, it's two versus one. Me and AK against Cause. Wow. Dallas are one of those teams that they crush bad teams, but they lose to good teams. Jets are a bad team. Jets might be the worst team in the league. Sorry, Dolphins. Adam Gase sucks. He's not going to have a good offensive game plan. Their defense is a tire fire. Give me Dallas minus eight. The last time the New York Jets won at home was October 14th of last year. They are one and five against the spread in their last six. To, so, to, sorry, buddy. To quote Krusty the Clown when he bet on the Washington Generals, I thought they were due. <laughs> Give me the Jets. Uh, well, it'll be super interesting to see how Sam Darnold fares in his yeah. return yeah. from Mono. Our final game of the week. And in my opinion, probably the marquee game on the slate, the San Francisco 49ers in L.A. to play the Rams. The Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and I am all over the Rams. I finally take a home team here. They are so due for a bounce back. And all the advanced metrics, if you look at um, at PFF and a lot of the advanced sites, all indicate that the Rams are due for a big bounce back. And I think Jarek Goff has it against the Niners, a team that has... Um, certainly 4-0, and and they look great on Monday night, but the combined records of the teams they played are 5-15. and This is their first real opposition they're playing, and I think the Rams are still a top-five team in the NFL, and they're going to show it this week. Yeah, and we'll have to wait and see. I don't think uh, the fullback for San Fran, I, I think he's out. What's his name, Matt? I'm Say not... his name, Matt. No. <laughs> no. I don't think anyone can. I don't think he himself can pronounce his name. Um, it starts with a J and ends with like a yeah. C... Z K or something. yeah whatever uh, I, I I don't think he's going to be playing and uh, I mean he the, he's the best the, the the only fullback I've seen that actually felt like he was impacting games so I agree with on this one I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rams I'll take uh, that half point makes me a little bit nervous but I'll take it uh, I'll take the Rams three and a half 
James Devlin called Matt, and mm-hmm. he wants to tell you that he also made big impacts. But anyway, I'm going <laughs> to go against man. both of you. I'm going to go with a road team, the 49ers. We're going to see Jimmy G's coming out party. Kyle Shanahan is going to have a great game plan against that Wade Phillips-led defense. Rams tend to lose shootouts. This is going to be a shootout, but Jimmy G is going to be more clutch than Jared Goff when it comes to crunch time. So give me the 49ers at plus 3.5. It's really fascinating to see the way that the 49ers are structured. An elite defense, an elite running game, but Jimmy G, a star of the team for obvious reasons, really hasn't been tasked with having a big performance. Did you know, Matthew? I probably did not. 49ers already have more interceptions than they did all of last season. And they're allowing nearly 13 points fewer per game. This is an awesome defense, albeit they haven't played great opposition. Big test this weekend against the Rams, though. Kyle Jisnik? Jisnik? <laughs> Kyle no, definitely not, dude. Yeah, whatever his name is. <laughs> Like honestly, just a brutal attempt as well. Yeah, that was like really real bad. bad. Ending the show on uh, <laughs> ending the show on a uh, on a high note. Um, Producer Rat, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun uh, stepping in for Andy. And the and one thing AK and I love doing is uh, talking football. So this has been a blast. Thank you so much. It has been a blast for me too. I love working with both of you. Let's hope we can have this train on the rails for a long time. Choo choo, baby. Absolutely, AK. A lot of fun, my friend. Always a pleasure, Maddie. Everyone, thank you so much. You have been listening. Listening to TSN Four Downs right here on the TSN Radio Network.